Welcome to City Life Church Podcast. Our desire is that all may come to know Christ and fulfill their purpose in life. We welcome you to head over to our website for more information. God bless you and enjoy the message. Well, this is Pastor Steve. I want to welcome you back again to a time that we get to spend together. We just had another great time of worship the presence of God, and we're moving into a few minutes here. We'll just jump into the message. I was thinking, though, that this week I was thinking about how people who are introverts, they're probably in their happy moments right now because this is one of those things where they feel like they have to dial back and, and, and pull back from everything. So the, the social spacing and social distancing and and uh, staying away from people is probably refreshing for a, a lot of the introverts. And I know my wife is an agreement with that for sure. But reality comes in and life comes back again to us down the road and, and we'll all be happy family. But the introverts will be excited to be around people once again. So one of these days soon, uh, we'll be all together. And that's the challenge for us is not being able to hang out together and spend time together at church. Looking forward to doing that. But in the meantime, we're doing it this way through video and we appreciate your patience with us through this process. I want to talk today, it's subject, I actually brought it up two weeks ago when I mentioned we were going to talk about uh, conviction. And so I'm going to, I'm going to hit that today a little bit, continuing with the Holy Spirit, but talking about conviction versus condemnation. And so I want to dive into that a little bit today. And so uh, condemnation really is something that is to condemn something. And the, the picture I would paint would be if you drive by a house somewhere on a side street somewhere and you see it's all boarded up. Typically, you would use the word that house is being condemned for whatever reason. And so it's basically put to no use. It's shut down and there's no value there for anybody to use it for something positive. So that's kind of in that condemning or the condemnation. And it comes, that's where the enemy comes to us and he will use circumstances. Maybe there's something we've done. Maybe there's sin in our life or something that he will come in and he will condemn us for that. He'll bring condemnation. What he's trying to do, he's trying to board up our lives. He's trying to shut us down. He's trying to bring us that place of condemnation where we don't feel that we can be of value, that we don't feel that we can be of, of use to the kingdom or those around us. So that's the enemy's attempt. He loves to condemn. And uh, that's not what the Holy Spirit does. And th- what the Holy Spirit does is he convicts. And that comes in a total different way. And conviction really is uh, to come alongside someone, to reveal something to them, just kind of going arm in arm in a, in a sense of coming alongside and say, hey, I noticed this is what's going on in your life. It's not right. And uh, being able to use that for an opportunity to revive us so that we don't end up shutting down. It's, and so uh, conviction brings us to that point. And what it does is the Holy Spirit focuses on for us is that place where we come to forgiveness. We come to accepting grace there's a repentance that happens that leads us down this path to where we can be revived and we can stay in the game and we can move forward and we can be productive in our walk with God, allowing the Holy Spirit to come and speak to us, that we're not shut off from him. We got to make sure that we're shut off from the enemy, though, the enemy that loves to condemn. And we're not accepting that. We're not accepting condemnation but we do accept the conviction of the Holy Spirit because it's for our good. It's to revive us. It's not to shut us down uh, like the enemy's plan. 
You know, the whole purpose for the conviction that comes from the Holy Spirit is to cause us to grow in our life, to grow spiritually and to grow stronger in our walk with the Lord. I want us to take a look at a portion of scripture in John chapter 16. This is really the work of the Holy Spirit. And I want to focus on this for a few moments and bring some things out in this scripture. But it's in verse five, starting in verse five. And it says this, it says, but now I'm going away. This is Jesus talking. I'm going away to the one who sent me. And not one of you is asking where I'm going. It's interesting when he's talking to his disciples because they're so concerned and consumed with him leaving, they're freaking out. They're not even asking where he's going. They, they don't want him to leave for starters because they don't understand the process and they don't understand what Jesus is about, what he's about to do and what he's about to fulfill. And there's the aspect of the Holy Spirit that comes into play here. So we see this as we move forward. So verse six, it says, instead, you grieve because what I've told you, but in fact, it is best for you that I go away. Because if I don't, the advocate or the Holy Spirit won't come. This is a really important part here because there's each one of us, we have a spirit and we have this area where we can be filled with the Holy Spirit or we can be filled with an an evil spirit or a different spirit, a human spirit or, or something like that. And so Jesus knew that we needed to be filled. If he wasn't going to go to be with his father, we wouldn't have an opportunity to have the Holy Spirit come and dwell in us. And that was by design. That was God's design so that we would have that, that he would walk with us. And daily, we would have 24 access to the Holy Spirit. See, when Jesus was on earth with the disciples, they could be around him in the flesh because he was human. He was 100% God and 100% human at that time. But as they walked around, now, if Jesus went and was in a different place than his disciples, he wasn't with them. And so Jesus realized that he couldn't multiply that across the world as population began to grow. He wasn't going to be with everybody all the time. And so by design, if he went to the Father, then he was able to leave us, to leave the disciples, leave everyone after that, an advocate, a helper. And we talked about that last week, and that's the Holy Spirit. So he comes and dwells in us. So we take a look at that in this portion of Scripture. So uh, it goes on to say, If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin. This is the conviction part, where he comes and he convicts of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father, and you will see me no more. Judgment will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. Verse 12, there is so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it right now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what He has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said, the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. This is Jesus communicating the importance of him going to the Father and giving us the Holy Spirit and us to be able to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit in those things. And we see that the Holy Spirit comes to convict 
He didn't come to condemn. He came to convict of sin. And so conviction comes from the, the Holy Spirit, and it comes through various methods. And it can come, it can come through preaching, it can come through teaching, some of the things that we're talking about today. There's various ways, the gifts of the Spirit. It could be word of knowledge. It could be prophetic. There's different things that could come in our lives like that that speaks to us. And For example, maybe a word of knowledge, and somebody who has that gift maybe says something to you and saying, you know, the Holy Spirit's showing me this about you, that you're challenged in this area in your life, and you're realizing that's from God. I've noticed I've been challenged in this. I just didn't know what to do. I've kind of ignored it. But it brings a conviction to you and a confirmation, you know what, God's working on our life. Other ways is just simply the word of God, reading the word of God, that brings conviction to us, to our heart when we read something and realize, wow, I'm involved in something I probably shouldn't be. Lord, I want to change that. And then also just in our regular prayer life, which we should have a regular prayer life, when we're talking to the Lord and he says, you know what, I just want to, I want to bring to your attention this thing, whatever it is, you've been holding on to this and I, and I want to come alongside you. I want to reveal to you this thing and I want to convict you of this because I have great plans for you. It's to revive you. It's to take you to the next level. It's not to board you up or to take you down like what condemnation does, which comes from our enemy. And we just read condemnation does not come on the righteous. And so we see then we look into the the next uh, portion of scripture that we have, which is in Psalm 34, starting in verse 17. And it says this, it says, the Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. I tell you, there's a lot of people calling on the Lord right now for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Verse 19, get this. The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to rescue each time. That's important for us. So, man, we're crying out to him right now, and we're asking him, Lord, help in, this, in the midst of this, this stuff that's going on, the unprecedented things that are happening in our nation. And you know what? He says, I'm there to rescue. I'm there to help you every time. Verse 20, for the Lord protects the bones of the righteous. Not one of them is broken. Think about that. He is protecting us. Calamity will surely destroy the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be punished. But the Lord will redeem those who serve him. Redemption is ours, those that serve him. And then the last part says, no one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. That's a good news for us. When we take refuge in him, we run to him, and he covers us with his wings, and we are there, and he says, you know what? No condemnation comes to you. And so that's good for us. That's good news for us as believers. And so we're calling on God, especially during these times in this season. And guess what? He hears us. He tells us in his word. He hears us when we call on him. He hears us. He is our rescuer. He's here to rescue us. He's here to help us through these difficult times. So you may have that urge to just pull back and just sort of get away from whatever, to hunker down, so to speak, in the spirit sense, or to have fear or worry that will come on you. And we got to push past that. We got to press into his presence. We got to press into his word. We've got to grab a hold of what his word says and understand what the Holy Spirit's place is in our life and that the power that we have 
the power of the Holy Spirit is incredibly strong and we need to, to take full advantage of that. So often we don't do that and we just lean on our own understanding, but the Bible says not to do that. It says to acknowledge him and, you know, he takes care of everything in the difficult times. And so understanding that, again, we see that condemnation does not come from God. It only comes from the evil one. That's a fact. I want to read in Romans chapter five, starting in verse 15, it says this, but there's a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. Huge difference. It's like a cavern between them. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. And the result of God's gracious gift is very different than the result of that one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to, here's the word, condemnation. There's condemnation that comes through that. But God's free gift leads to our being made right with God, even though we are guilty of many sins. We all sin. We all come short of the glory of God. But you know what? Repentance is something that we grab a hold of. We say, you know what? We come to him and he brings, the grace comes and he brings forgiveness. I love that. It says, but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness for all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. And that is what we have today. God's law was given so all people could see how sinful they were. But as people sin more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's amazing. We go from condemnation to the conviction to repentance to forgiveness and we see the grace of God at work. I want to say this right now, at, bear with me in this, but conviction leads to conviction. It's interesting because the conviction that comes from the Holy Spirit, it comes to change us from those sins, the way of sin, the things that what it does is when we begin to accept that and we recognize it, it changes our personal convictions those things that we believe in, those things that we grab a hold of, and those are concrete to us. So conviction leads to conviction. And I think it's something that moves us to that place of having strong convictions in our life. The uh, last scripture I want to read today is in Romans chapter 8 in verse 1 and 2. And it says this, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. That's something that we need to, you need to say that out loud. There's no condemnation for me because I belong to Jesus Christ. I do not live in condemnation. I do not accept condemnation. My house, my life is not boarded up. I'm a child of the king. He brings conviction, but he does it to revive me and to take me to the next level so that I can be free to live, have freedom in my life. And so there's a life-giving spirit that lives in each and every one of us. 
And so let's uh, continue to allow him to convict us, but do not live in condemnation. He convicts us as needed, and we're sensitive to that. But we also must realize he will never, ever condemn us, and that's important. That only comes from the enemy of our soul. And so today, I just want to leave you with that. I just felt like just an additional word uh, of encouragement from the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit at work. You know, we're praying for each and every one of you. We're in this together, and we're excited to see where God is taking us in the future. We don't know what that looks like, but one thing we know, like I said last week, God is building His church. The gates of hell will not, they shall not, prevail against it. Amen. Have a good rest of your week. Thank you for listening to City Life Church Podcast. 